Jesus is the object of our faith. People in this world today, sadly, you can be seated if you want. The object of their faith is themselves. But we're not like that. We love Jesus. Good job this morning, guys. Thank you. They all left. Did they get raptured? Good work this morning. Thank you. Faith. Faith can move mountains. Faith can move mountains. <laughs> I heard somebody say, you know, that's alluding to this or that. Now let me tell you something. Faith can move mountains. If God wants the peaks of honor not to be there no more, maybe sitting down toward Bristol, he can do it. And the mountains that we face, some of the obstacles that we face, some of the junk that you've been beat up with this week, faith can move mountains. Why do we pray? We pray because we believe. We believe that when we pray to him, he hears us. And he's going to answer our prayers. Amen, Brother Claudius. He's going to answer our prayers. How many prayers do you put out for your youngins? And they've been answered. That's a testimony right there. And they've been answered. Amen. Faith. That's what we're talking about this morning, folks. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Is he the son of God? Did he come to this earth as a man? God and man came through Mary. Do we believe that? He was born of a virgin. Now, I'm asking you a serious question. We have to get past that because it is impossible for that to happen. But remember, with God, all things are possible. Amen. And therefore, God says it happened. It's going to happen this way. It did happen this way. And he came by way of a virgin. He taught. He did his, he did his ministry here on this earth they got to see the miracles that were happening they saw all these things that were going on they were learning from him they had questions they asked him he gave them answers those that wanted to know him he tried to give everybody answers but whenever they had another idea another, another, another agenda set up on them and then he started speaking in parables but he'd get with his disciples the ones who wanted to know and they would sit down together and he would explain it to them He was put on trial because he made them look bad. The religious people of the day looked bad. They wanted to kill him. He could have got out of that. That's what he told Peter. Put your sword away, son. Don't you know I can call down these legions of angels? Man, be out of here right now. But right now I've got a job to do. So put your sword away, son. Because if you're going to live by it, you're going to die by it. He gets put on a trial in a kangaroo court. He gets found guilty, all because they knew he wasn't guilty, but they was afraid of the people. He wouldn't stand up for Jesus. They take him to a cross. He drags that cross up on top of Golgotha, and he hangs there, and he dies. He said, it is finished. You know what was finished, friends? Do you know what was finished? The payment... For yours and my sin. 
Amen. I can see Jesus right now hanging there and saying, I got it done. It's done. It's finished. And then he gave up the ghost. But it ain't over there. They get him down off of there. They, they, they take him over to a borrowed grave. It had to, you know, he wasn't going to stay in it, so it could be borrowed. I guarantee you go out here right now and you try to borrow somebody's grave, you've got to tell them to scoot over. But he wasn't going to use it but just a little bit. And he used it just a little bit, and then one day... <laughs> One day, my Jesus got up and he said, you know what? I got the keys. I got the keys. And death, you got no power no more. Devil, you are defeated. You're under my feet. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed and he has all the power. That's what happened. Do you have faith in the story I just told you? Unconditional faith, not a what about, what if, no, do you believe what I just said? I ad-libbed it, but it's in the book. It's in the book. Faith. I think the definition of faith is, i got to look at my notes. Sorry, I want to give you what Webster's has to say. That's not Webster's. That's what I'm telling is Webster's right now. Well, I'm glad. Praise the Lord. Unquestioning belief in God, complete trust, confidence, reliance, loyalty, steadfastness. That's what faith is. I ain't never seen God. I've heard from him. I felt him. Felt him this morning. Amen. God's in this place. You don't think God's in this place. And it's time we start praying because something's going on. The devil's got you backed up somewhere in a corner. No, God's in this place. He's ministering right now. The Holy Spirit is wanting to touch everybody that's in this house right now. He's wanting to touch you right now. Where are you at? He does, he's not asking about how you got there. He's not. No, I want to touch you. I want to lift you up. I want to get you. That's what he wants to do. And we have to believe that. That's what faith is. Faith is I believe that. I believe that Jesus is real. I believe that God is real. Hebrews says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. She got ahead of me. That's in Hebrews. The faith chapter. A lot of things we don't see in this world. A lot of things we don't understand in this world. But you know, when you became a child of God, you use a lot of things you don't have to understand. I don't have to understand all the mysteries of God. I don't have to do that. In time, he'll show me. In time, he's going to let me know. He'll let you know. you got questions for God? Oh, he's going to answer them in time. He may have an answer for you right now that spiritually you just ain't grown up enough to receive it because when he tells it to you, it sounds like Japanese or something. It won't make any sense. And he knows that he doesn't want to take us down a pathway that is going to hurt us. You see, that's how loving our God is. 
He loves us so much, He's going to get us through all these things. Faith is something that we use towards salvation. Because without faith, there is none. There's no salvation. It's there, but if you don't believe in it, what's it what good is it? You have to believe. You have to believe. It's a personal trust in Jesus. That's where our salvation comes from. We actually believe the story I just said. Romans 4 and 24, But also for us it shall be imputed, imputed to us who believe in Him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. That's why He was raised, to show we are justified. He paid the price. This big chasm is between man and God since the garden. All because the devil come in and started playing on man's hearts. Brothers and sisters, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit this morning. And we're talking about the faith aspect of that. Galatians 5 22. George, could you put that up? 22. Faith. You see, I believe what God said in the Bible. I know that it's true. I, we all, most, most every one of us in here can testify we're not who we used to be, all because of Jesus. And it's because of our faith in Him. We believe that. We believe what the Word says. And that's how salvation comes. If you believe with your mouth and uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot this morning. You say, Preacher, don't do that. That's not right. But we should not be ashamed of who Jesus is. This is not to find out who is and who ain't, only for the purpose of maybe praying. But I'm going to ask you this. Will you stand up if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I'm putting you on the spot. I know that. Praise the Lord. You're standing for him. That's okay, Carson. You're fine. You're 92, brother. You're a nanny. You can keep your seats. We know where you're at. Now, when you stand up for Christ, you know what that means? You just took a stand tonight or this morning. You took a stand to say that I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. and He died for my sins, and I have invited him into my heart. And, man, when he comes into your heart, some, some fruit's going to come off of that. Amen? You can be seated. Now, I know that's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable for people who are not believers. Sadly, I've had some people who say they're believers. It makes them uncomfortable. Brothers and sisters, we got to stand for him. He stood for us. You realize when he went to the cross, it wasn't like we see in the pictures and all that. Jesus didn't have any clothes on. They beat him up. He was naked when they hung him up. He did all of that for us. The ridicule that he had to put up with, the beating that he had to take was for us. It's what we deserve. And therefore, our faith goes in that I believe that with all my heart. I don't have to see it. I don't have to see Mel Gibson's movie or anybody else. I believe it with all my heart. There's a lot of things I didn't understand in the Bible when I was first reading about the crucifixion, but I, I started digging and learning of everything that he did go through. They were using words I didn't understand. But that didn't matter the day I got saved. What mattered was is I believe I needed to be saved, and he was the one to do it. That's all that mattered. That's all that mattered. And now I'm searching the scriptures and wanting to grow closer and learn more about him and, and hopefully bring you guys along with that. That's what it's about, is that we can grow together. 
faith. We also use our faith in prayer. 1 John 5 and 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Do we believe that? See, we've been getting a lot of prayer requests. I believe we do. Not everybody can make it back. If you can, I hope you can make it back to pray with us on Sunday nights. Tonight at 6. If you can't, write it down on a piece of paper. And if you can make it back, write it down on a piece of paper because there's going to be more people now praying for that need, for whatever you have, whatever you're seeking. Thing getting in my way distracted me. That's where our faith comes in because we believe when we ask him, when we talk to him, he's going to answer our prayers. We have this faith in our working principles of life. God is omnipotent. Do you know what that means? Have you ever heard that? I heard that for a long time and I could quote it. Didn't know I have a clue in the world what I was saying. It just sounded good and people got happy when, it, when people in church said it. He is all powerful. All powerful. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No disease that may come upon your body gets to take you lest he says so. All-powerful. Anybody wanting to take you down, God's wanting to lift you up, guess which way you're going? You're getting lifted up. Because he's all-powerful. Moses was in the wilderness. God, he was searching out for God. I, that's what was going on. He wanted to know about this Hebrew God. So God gives him a little bush over here. It was by faith that he gets up and he walks over here to check this bush out. It's by faith that he listens to this voice and takes his shoes off. Moses, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. It's a song. Uh, <laughs> old Jesse, what's his name? With, with the gay, Gaithers? Uh, Jesse Dixon. Now, old Jesse gets happy when he's singing that song. And if you don't get happy when Jesse's singing that song, something is wrong. Jesse's dead now, ain't he? Is he did he pass away? Anyway, he's happy now. I'm telling you now. He's happy now. It was by faith that Moses did that. It was by faith that he went back into the town where they were wanting to kill him because he'd killed one of their people. He was ready to go to trial. It was by faith he did everything that God asked him. And when he gets out into the wilderness and leads these people out, we know the story. They get up against the Red Sea. They don't have anywhere to go. It's by faith when God says, raise the staff up. And the sea parts. And they go across on dry ground. These sound like some weird stories to people who don't believe. For those of us who do believe, i got no choice but to say it's true. I, 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 they were kicking up the dust. They were kicking up the dust when they went through there. Instead of sinking up to knee deep or hip deep in mud, they were kicking up dust. That was faith that did that. When Korah and his grain came against Moses because they wanted to be leaders rather than him, didn't like just how Moses was doing things. And they don't realize the guy's talking with God every day. He ain't making a decision without it. And he didn't always do what God told him. Do you? I don't either. 
I wish I did. I'm wanting to get there. I'm going to strive to get there. But the, the earth opened up and swallowed them because they was getting ready to mess with God's man. It takes some faith to follow God and do all these things. And so he is all powerful. And he is everywhere. Think about that. You go down in your basement, he's there. You get in your closet, he's there. You ride your car or catch a plane to anywhere on this world, he's there. If you, if you, if you got the money or the, the wherewithal and you can shoot to the moon, he's there. If somewhere or another you can make it to one of the farthest galaxies in this world, he is there. Now that's a big God, ain't it? Oh, what? That's faith to believe that that's true. God is everywhere. Let me tell you something. He also, he, he knows the thoughts and the intents of our hearts. We cannot escape him. He's everywhere. And he knows everything. Now, if he knows everything, that should put us into a place of prayer. We may have appointments this week. We may have things to do on the job. We may not know if storms are coming or accidents are going to happen, but can I tell you something? He does. That's hard to wrap our brains around, but that's the faith that I'm talking about, the faith that he knows what's going on. Therefore, you can ask him, God, should I do this or should I not? I want to do your will. I know what my heart wants, but what do you want? And then we listen, and then he tells us. Where we get in trouble is sometimes God's will don't fit with ours. That's not God's fault. He gave us the word and told us how to be. He didn't mean for us to do this or that or go through this or that. No, it was what we wanted. We thought we wanted something, and God says, better steer clear of it. I've got a better plan, a good example. A fellow by the name of Paul. Y'all heard me tell this before. He's saved. Now, he had a miraculous salvation. You know, he was at one time killing Christians, holding the coats for the people that killed Stephen, stoned him to death. He gets saved. What happens when you get saved? Something changes. There is a change that happens. He gets saved, and he's going about his business, and he feels this urging to go over into Asia to take the gospel there. But then the Bible says that the Spirit of Jesus forbade him. Most of us will say he is doing a good godly thing. Woo, he's going to Asia to take the gospel. But if he did, he'd have been out of God's will. See, he had to have that faith to hear him. He had to have that faith to say, yeah, it was the Spirit of Jesus that forbade me. Where did he take him to? He took him to, to uh, Macedonia. Thank you, Brother Willie, because it was there and I couldn't get it to come out. And he ended up going to prison and somebody gets saved. The people get saved, right? That's what God wanted done. Now, I'm sure in his flesh he didn't want to go spend time in a cold, damp prison. I'm sure that he didn't want to go through all that he had to go through, but you know what? He said, I count it joy. Yeah. Do you count it as joy? We go through junk. We're going through junk now. I'll tell you, I believe probably in this generation of people sitting here, everybody that's still breathing, probably one of the roughest times for the church that they've ever known. Seriously. 
we ain't going to prison yet. They ain't took me to jail. I'm letting you know now. I'm going to go to prison if that's what they come and tell me. I can't talk about Jesus. Go ahead and hook me up because you're going to have to follow me or something because I'm going to talk about Jesus. You stick me in prison, I'm going to talk about Jesus in prison. I'm sold out to him. How about you? And is it coming to that someday? I don't know. But times are tough. We don't want to share our faith. We're scared we'll lose our job over our faith. And we need to have that. Do we believe and have the faith to have the boldness? That's what I'm talking about. Do we have that faith that puts Jesus on the pedestal? You see, there's two ways to look at of faith. It's either internal or it's external. Hmm. That's tough, isn't it? Say that again real loud so everybody can hear it. <laughs> yes. He makes the difference. You see, internal faith, it puts an emphasis on the internal workings of God and man's heart. Have you ever heard this? Somebody is acting like the devil and the words out of their mouth is, well, God knows my heart, the cop-out. God knows what I mean. Yes, he does. We just covered that. He does know. Don't think he don't. He does know. He knows everything. But we put this emphasis on the internal workings of God. Well, how do you know? Just because I ain't doing this, ain't doing this, who are you to say that I ain't or am? You know what I'm talking about? You say I'm a Christian, you say I'm not a Christian, we focus everything to the inside. And what this internal salvation does, or this internal faith, faith that's going inward, what it does is, is it puts a lot of, lot of credit on man's work for salvation. You're talking about works. That's what it does. It, it turns everything inside and it puts it on a man. And you know what? That's not saving grace. That is not salvation. That is not faith in Jesus. That's turned inside. You see, that's the kind of faith that craves an emotional type of experience. A blessing, if you will. Boy, we got a blessing. And then be sour-faced tomorrow. What happened? He doesn't change. You see, we look for the feel good. That's what the internal faith does. It turns it inside. Well, if I feel good, and if I like this, and if I like that, then it must be okay. It sounds all religious, but that's exactly what Satan did in the garden, didn't he? He told Eve, what did he tell her? Did God really say that? Did he really say that you would die? I mean, come on. If you eat of this, you're going to be like God. You're going to know good from evil. Not that they really wanted to be like God, but that's how man fell. It's because they... I'll be like God, I'll understand things. God said, I don't want you understanding that. Stay away from it. Because it's going to be things you can't handle. 
but it was going to make her feel good. The fruit tasted good. Right? Oh, it tasted good. But it was trouble. You see, that's all about man. It's what I want. It's what I want to feel. And friend, I'm going to tell you what, we're sitting in a day and age today where Christians is all about them. Be careful what you preach. Be careful what you say. And the truth is what will set people free. But yet we're afraid to give truth because we're afraid of whatever. See, that's lack of faith. That's faith on the inside of what I can do, and I don't see that that's going to happen. But we don't realize that the truth will set you free. That's truth in the Word. That truth will make people free. And you just keep giving it, and you just keep giving it. You know what? Because you stay faithful to God. No matter what, you stay faithful to God. You see, that's what internal faith does. It puts it back on man. It makes it about man. It makes all the focus goes to the person and not at the work that Jesus did at Calvary. You see, we're not saved by our works. The external faith, it focuses on God and what God did outside of man at Calvary through his son, Jesus Christ. That is the external faith. It's now about Jesus and not so much about Ken. He wanted me. I needed to be saved. That's a good testimony to give, but you need to understand and know that it's all about what he did. Therefore, no glory comes to the man. Nothing comes to the man. It all goes to Christ. You see, what we do, we do for his glory and not our glory. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All the reason that this happened was love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Love. He is not willing that any should perish. That all should come to repentance. Now that's huge, isn't it? Now we might have faith in another type of Jesus and want to leave these kinds of things out. But that's not real. That's an internal faith. It's about me and how I feel. Not about how he sees things. You see, it's not about our works because then we start boasting about our works. I'm going to tell you right now, I hate filling a report out every month because I feel like it's boasting. I do it, I understand why it's done, but when I'm doing it, I guess that's a personal thing for me. Did you do this? Did you do that? Who, where'd you go? You know, all these things that you put in and it's like, I kind of feel like it's boasting. Did you ever feel that way? And then people come and they see, and you know, and it's like, don't don't look at us, man. I'm going to talk about somebody this morning. He can get up and hit me if I get off of it, ain't you? This man started pastoring. Well, it was 44 years when I started, so I was 61 years ago over here. Did I do the math right? Somewhere close in there, in the little building, seeking God, praying to God. Preaching what God gave him, doing everything that God told him to do, reaching out, doing what he could do, 
and then the church went to that place, and then the church came to this place. All of us are a product of that ministry. But it's not what he did. It's what Jesus did. It's all about Jesus. And I hate to say it this way, I don't mean it wrong, but just like me, we are just the tools. The conduit that he works through, we belong in the tool shed. Absolutely, the tools are there if we'll use them, yes. But that's what the Holy Ghost does. He leads us and he guides us. He leads us as a church family. And if we don't have faith in him, then we don't follow him. Oh, but I do have faith. Not if you're not following him, you're fooling yourself. James says it's a fool in yourself. You see what I'm talking about? So if he gives us something, we're going to follow it. And we know in our flesh sometimes, if I follow that, I am fixing to get in a heap of trouble with folks. Uh-huh. But now what do you do? Well, if it's an internal faith, you will shy away from those hard times because you just don't want to go through it. But if it's an internal, external faith and it's all about Jesus, all about Almighty God, it's all about the leading of the Holy Ghost, you will follow Him and you'll take your beatings. Amen? And that just might get somebody to the place that they get to know who Jesus is too. Because that's what it's about. He went to Calvary so that they could be saved. Amen? Do we have faith in that? We're talking about faith this morning. And remember, you can't have love and not have faith. You can't have faith and not have love. You can't have faith and not have joy. It's a package deal. You got all of this. It all comes in. It all comes in. And he's teaching us and he's taking us places. But it's love. It's his love for us. When his love comes into me, then that love will now come out to you. Vice versa. You understand? It's love. That's the motivating factor. It's love. That's how we, faith works. It, it, it holds on to love. They're together. They run together. They're, they're partners. They're, they're buddies. They're not separated. Faith. And it's love. Why do I come out here every Sunday and I preach messages and half of you is going to sleep and the other half of you is looking at you watch? No, I'm kidding. That's not y'all. I just said that to be saying it. Why do I do that? Because I love Jesus. Wake up, Eddie. I didn't know if he was getting ready to start praying or if he was about to amen me. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but that's where faith comes in. Our faith follows him. You see, James said, Thus also faith by itself, it does not have works, is dead. If it does not have works, it's dead. Faith is dead. Faith without works is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. He says, show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. You see, a dead faith is not a faith at all. It's an internal thing. Oh, well, I believe in the Lord Jesus. But oh, we ain't doing that. That's a dead faith. 
You stood up this morning because you have a live faith. That's what it was about. It wasn't for, so I could know. It doesn't matter what I know. What matters is what he knows. But we stand up for Jesus. We confess with our mouths that he is Lord. But a dead faith is not faith at all. And the fact that works do not follow is a sign that there is no faith. This is tight. If we're not doing works for Christ, it is a sign that there is no faith. That's what James is talking about. It's not for me or you to judge one another. It's for so we can see it for ourselves. That's what the Holy Ghost is doing. Why? He knows everything already. And he's trying to bring us into following him and submission. But our faith is accorded. It is strictly according whether or not we're faithful is based on our faith, if that makes sense. Whether or not we're faithful to the Lord. We're going to, we got the chance, and I know a lot of you, I mean, Dave, what you got, 80-some people already set up to work this fall festival? 82? I probably got 85 in here this morning. Must be somebody absent that's going to be here. 82 people. And I think that is awesome because it's going to take this kind of work to minister to people. And we're going to be, some might, some might sit back and look at the success rate. Well, let me ask you, how do you measure that? If you know, let me know because I'd like to know. You see, the Holy Ghost God knows what he's wanting to do in two weeks. God knows who's going to be showing up. Did you know that? Sometime during that day, God's going to be giving you an assignment. Every one of you, not just a preacher. He's going to be giving every one of you an assignment, and whatever that assignment is, you've got to do it. Because it's going to bring him glory. Because, see, I don't want to do that. It's not about you not wanting to do it. It's about him being Lord. Yes, Lord, I will do that. I don't know how. He will equip you. I don't know what to say. The Bible says don't think about it. The Holy Ghost will tell you what to say. He brings to remembrance the words that Jesus said. That's faith. We have to have faith in that, that he brings those words to us. And he will help us when he brings the word to us to believe it. Have you ever heard anything preached or taught and there's like three or four different ways it goes? You ever heard of anything? Yeah, of course we have. But he is the one that will teach. You know what? He's not going to teach three or four different ways. It's only one way. It's Jesus' way. It's God. It's his word. It's what he said. He said what he meant and meant what he said. So we don't have to have all these. The reason we have these other things is because of eternal faith how I feel, how I want, we start taking the word and mixing it and bending it and twisting it and leaving this out, adding this to, well, this means that and that means this. Oh, do you understand the original language? All this junk comes in just so we can cloud the waters and say, well, this is the faith because this is what the Bible says. And that's not so. That's what internal faith does. It's about me. It's not about him. I want to be a Christian. I know I need to be a Christian, but I'm going to make God how I want God to be. That's the wrong kind of faith to have. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Faith is about Jesus, and the Holy Ghost will tell us everything that we need to say. All we got to do is just read the book. Didn't say you got to read it a thousand times before it can come to remembrance. I don't know. If I put it in me, 
He will bring it out of me. I don't have to worry about it. I used to worry about stuff like that. Getting up here, got a suit and tie on, I need to quote this scripture. And wouldn't you know it, you put so much pressure on yourself, you just go blank. It's because I wasn't leaning on him. I was leaning on my own understanding, my own way. I was worried about looking bad to y'all. Y'all didn't put me as pastor. He did. So I just got to please him. I got to hold on to him. I got to listen to him and do what he says. You see what I'm talking about? You take that same mindset on. You're playing music. Play. Give what God gives you and play and bell. And you guys sounded awesome this morning. Amen. You invited the presence of God into the house because we were praising and worshiping and he came in to us. And we have faith, folks, for healing. We have it today. In Hebrews 13 and 8, said Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Friends, he doesn't change. He has not changed. He has not changed one iota. By the way, did y'all know he raised some people from the dead? Did that really happen? Come on, did it happen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. He raised some people from the dead. He had people that had diseases on them and nobody knew what to do, didn't want to get around them. Jesus did what? He got around them. What happened to them? They were healed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever he did 2,000 years ago when the, when, when the apostles and these guys were walking, he can do today. I believe it with all my heart. I guess that's why we went through what we went through to get to the place of, of salvation and following the Lord was the healing hand of God. You got to me too late to tell me that he can't touch you. He can't do it. He can do it right now this morning. You understand what I'm talking about? That's who he is. That's the Jesus that I serve. That's the one that I know. I know that he can. And that's faith. That's faith. So we don't go through the motions. You think we ought to have a prayer, Pastor? You got your little bottle of oil? Yes, this is what the Bible teaches us. Take and anoint them with oil. That's what it says. So we're going to do what the Bible says. But we don't do it just to go through the motions. No, when we do it, we do it because we know that God will do something. He can do something. He can heal anything that's going on in this world. It's a faith. I don't know if I believe that. Then you need to be praying for God, help me with my unbelief. And he will. He's not going to hold it against us. He's like, okay, now you see what I already know. Now I'm going to help you because you're asking. You're seeking and you want to know. Isaiah 53 and 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Folks, this was before Jesus ever walked the earth. By his stripes we are healed. God already knew what was coming. He already knew what he was going to put into Place. In 1 Peter 2 and 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Yeah. 
It was done at Calvary. Whenever they was beating Jesus up, it was a stripe for a piece of cancer. When they was beating Jesus up, it was a stripe for a bruise or a broken bone. When they put the crown of thorns on his head, it was a stripe to say, I'm going to help the mental ill. I'm going to help the things that's going on in the minds. That's what Jesus did. Not only did he give salvation, not only did he come for that, but it was a package deal. He said, I'll stand in the gap and you're reunited with the Father. And by the way, you are healed. That's why he came. And I believe it with all my heart. I hold to it steadfastly. I will preach next week if God allows me to. I will preach 25 years from now if God allows me to. I will follow him and hold on to him. That's the faith that I have. I don't know where I'll be when I'm doing it. I might be sitting at Denny's having breakfast with somebody, but I will share Jesus Christ until the day that I die because that's what he's done for me. And it's all about what he can do for you and everybody else that we know. Amen? Amen. You see, he's faithful. It's up to us to grasp a hold of that. He is faithful. We just need to have faithfulness in His faithfulness. You see, there was a little guy. Get, get, get ready, Danny. You're going to sing a bit. He was this little guy who went to Central America, called to be a missionary. And man, he just knew it's going to turn the world upside down. It's going to turn everything upside down. He gets down there and he gets with this group of village people. And he gets a job fishing with them. So they got him. They got him going out and fishing on the boats. Long hours. Long hours. And he said, you know, by day I'm working these long hours. It's so hot. We're, we're catching and sometimes we're not. And at night, I try to share the gospel, but the people are so tired they don't even seem like they want it. And I go to sleep on some skins on the top of that old skiff that we're on. It's just so hot and brutal. And I just know that God sent me here to spread the gospel. But I'm starting to falter now he said I pray for God's strength because I got nobody here to pray for me I'm the guy bringing the gospel they don't have it there's nobody here for me to talk to to pray and I'm writing it in my journal I'm writing it in letters back home I may be coming back home soon because God obviously didn't send me here and he said one night one night in my sleep, the Lord started talking to me. And he told me, I don't hold you responsible for your success. I hold you responsible for your faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, you guys have been as faithful as y'all can be to roll up in here on Sunday after Sunday. Work in this church. Listen to me preach. 
You give your tithes so that the church can function. You've been faithful. You don't think I stand up here and see you looking around seeing who's missing? It breaks my heart. Remain faithful. Remain faithful. Remain faithful. Remain faithful to Jesus Christ. 